entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good, but it's long, this good, but it's pop, this hot. We're back. It's TBD. To be determined. A time, man. It's going to stick. Yeah, it is about to. It's been a hectic week. You mean Nor'easter? Nor'easter swung through this joint. Dropped snow all over the place, killing the vibe. It's still there. <laughs> Definitely still there. Bro, had to shovel my joint out multiple times. Bro, I got lucky. I got lucky with my snow. Like, my car was entrenched in snow, and I ain't have no shovel because, I mean. You going to grow up? You live in New England. I didn't grab one of them Johns because it was like I didn't grab one of them Johns. I had the John to clean off my car, though, so it was cool. But one of my neighbors had a shovel let me use that John. But I had messed up my back, yo. It was John. I was out of commission for a little bit. But now I'm back and running. You know, I'm back on my vibes. So you allegedly said you're gonna start working out and stuff. Hopefully you do that. I mean, if this if they stop dropping feet of snow around and it's not 10 degrees when I wake up, maybe some things can change. Suck that shit up. But you I mean I'm not running around outside this pandemic world going on, and you I mean we care about that. James Harden don't though, from what they're telling me. I'm gonna put a heavy emphasis on they because I don't feel how this thing is being framed. <sighs> And like I get it, I understand. It's a Do pandemic. you? We out here in a panoramic. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> we ain't some, like he shouldn't be out dabbling with the strippers and going to large gatherings. Yes, I don't think he was a stripper though. I don't know what he was with, but it broke NBA protocols. It was his homegirl. I mean, yo, my homegirl, yo. That's the terminology he used. It was my homegirl. I mean, hey, man, it's my homegirl. I, I, I can't do nothing but believe what that man is saying. I don't know him. <laughs> Nor do the people in the media who's framing this as all of a sudden James Harden is a bad person. James Harden is a bad teammate. James Harden is a nuisance. James Harden is a toxic person. He's a he's a cancerous person in the locker room. How? When did this ever become a thing? We know it's not right what he did. But it's nothing out of the ordinary in a pandemic world because we saw before the bubble kicked off, it was about 40, 40 or so people who had, you know, tested positive. Obviously, that number went down. Because you have to test pop, you have to test negative to go into the bubble. We're not gonna see the bubble this year. NBA season just started, and you're we're currently dealing with a guy who doesn't want to be in Houston. Now, could he have done things better? For sure. <laughs> For sure. Couldn't have couldn't have went to the joint at all, which would be the most responsible thing. Could have tried to, you know, at least be in that joint with a mask. But option one is always the better option. And like, I get it. I know 
it's wrong. But I'm just looking at it and I'm like, look, man, he was probably going to test positive or, or get tested multiple times anyway because he's in Vegas. He's in Atlanta. You mean little baby eating honey buns? He's telling us his trainers is in those cities. And at the end of the day, the Rockets is giving him the okay to do anything he wants, go travel anywhere he wants. But all of a sudden, because the player wants out, everything that he was doing is now under a microscope. We're going to have Twitter folk tracking his uh, his plane and his cars for the rest of the year until he get out of Houston. Thousand percent. I mean, this is but like I, I don't think James Harden realizes what comes with it. and some players don't like yeah like the nba is a different league the nba is a league where players do as they please and they have a lot of control which is great but with a lot of control comes a lot of responsibility and in that facet you see james harden doing what he's normally done and doing what he's done over the past seasons he's been in the nba Who but, knows what, how long? <laughs> but what, what he doesn't realize is that is he technically wrong for his actions? No, but the optics of the situation and what he's choosing to do has a negative effect on his brand. And that's just the fact of the matter. There's nothing he can control. At the end of the day, it is what it is. Like we know that the media is gonna act hellaciously and you know curate these stories that are gonna paint him as this villain because one, he's a player with power who wants to get out of his situation earlier than he's technically allowed to. And the media feels as though that the teams should keep ownership over a player, which is a conundrum in itself, but we're not here to talk about that. The fact of the matter is, (laughs) the fact of the matter is James Harden needs to realize that this is what comes with this. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot of power. Yeah, you can try and force your way and pry yourself out of a bad situation, 100%. But when you do that, you're bringing all the eyes onto you and to every single move that you make and you're going to have to deal with it, whether you like it or not. See, I agree. I agree that the optics are bad. I understand the optics. <laughs> I get it. I, I swear I get it. <laughs> 100% understand it. But I just I just can't, you know, hear these stories and, and see these things unfold with this situation and not help but think, well, damn. Harden been there for a while in Houston. Now, all of a sudden, we finding out that he has the green light off the court as well to just do what he wants and go where he wants. And, oh, we got two days off. I'm going to go to Vegas real fast and do this and then come back, get 50 and go do it all over again. Now we're hearing about this stuff because he's a disgruntled superstar. He wants out now. I get it. The optics of the pandemic. Yeah, that's terrible. Not supposed to do that. Got to have more common sense. because, Like you said, <laughs> like you said. Power, responsibility, platform, you can't do those things. <laughs> At all. But the organizational side of this is like now everything is a problem with him. And now all of a sudden he's a bad player. And it's like, damn, like, y'all might as well just trade the guy. Because if y'all going to be, you know, leaking stories to the media or, or having people – and the media start to paint him and say, oh, you know, trade trade value is going down. Who does that hurt the most? It don't hurt James Harden because at the end of the day, he's going to get traded. He's going to go out. He's, he's out of there. It only hurts the Rockets. They're I mean, blowing. 
I mean, yeah, it does hurt the Rockets, obviously. But I feel like their their thought is, well, fuck it. Like, he wants to leave. We're going to try and make it as hard as possible for him to leave. We're going to try and force him to be here for two years and finish out his contract. Is and that then, smart business, though? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But I think that's – it's, it's a similar situation. It's like a breakup, right? It's like, you know, like it's a breakup with your ex, longtime ex. You have been off and on for a while. You know, you love her. You know, you care about her. But at the same time, you want to intentionally hurt that person. So you don't give a fuck about how that negatively impacts you and how people look at you differently. You just worrying about hurting the other person. And that's the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets are trying to hurt James Harden because they're mad. He wants to break up with them. Yeah. And it's like, look, especially during cuffing season. <laughs> it is cuffing season, but it's also like, look, man, like the relationship is ran its course. Like we've seen this type of thing happen. Like coaching standpoint, I always think back to, you know, when Andy Reid was with the Eagles and like, we know how great he, Andy Reid was. We know how good those Eagles teams were, but there was a point in time where it was like, we can't keep doing the same thing. We need something new. We need to see something different. So they ended up having a good breakup, so to speak. This situation is not going to be that because it's already to a point of boiling over. You have Harden throwing balls at Rooks and all types of wild shit going on. But it's like, we're going to see him in a new place. You know, we saw, we saw already, we already saw his, his teammate get out of there. Big Russ over here in Washington. But don't you think, and Stephen Jackson made this great point, don't you think that, especially in current times and everything that we went through in the bubble with, you know, the social activism and um, and championing for Black Lives Matter, don't you think that James Harden should have been a little more <sighs> accepting and more on the front lines about their uh, Black coach hiring and, and bringing in uh, Salas, I think it is his name? Steven Silas, I mean, yeah, Silas. I feel like I feel like he should have. I mean, it's just just because of where we're at as a nation right now. You would have just liked to see so much more from a guy like James Harden in that position. Like, I get why he wants to dip, and he has every right to dip. I'm not saying he shouldn't want to dip, but just taking a step back from just the hoops and realizing the bigger picture, the macro picture of it all. It's like you had an opportunity right there to really, to really, you know, kind of make a difference, especially for black coaches in the NBA, which we know that they're slim to none. So I feel like he had a, he had a shot right there that he missed. Yeah. And I do get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, I get it. Yeah. See, like, I understand that. I understand that angle. I feel as though it's the organization's <laughs> fault at all like when i first saw that they hired him i said oh that's the worst position for any coach to be in yet alone a black coach in his first stint simply because he's not inheriting a normal team with a coaching vacancy he's handling a souped up stick shift hybrid car that runs on electricity and all types of wild shit that only one person has ever driven. No one's ever driven this car before. It's 
that dude's car. He's 19 feet tall. Steven Silas is four feet tall. Let's put it in that perspective. He don't know how to work that situation. So you're already putting him in a bad position in the first place because he has a roster full of small ball guys from Mike D'Antoni's system. So on the basketball tip from that standpoint, Silas is already in a bad position, which is what they do to black coaches anyway. When black coaches get hired, they're for bad positions anyway. They're in bad teams anyway. He's getting the worst of that situation because he can't implement a style that he wants to coach with a team full of players that only fit the previous coach's philosophy. So then you add in the James Harden situation, everything that's going on right now, and the Black Lives Matter thing, yes, I would have loved for him to try to have worked that out. But I am not going to say, James Harden, you need to put your career on hold in the quest to get back to the finals because we want to make sure that this Black coach is going to be successful. Pandemic or not, social, social injustice or not, that situation would never have flourished in the first place. So I understand Steven Jackson's angle and I understand it and it makes sense. But I just think from a basketball standpoint, that whole situation was destined to fail from the beginning, regardless of if they stay there or not. Because you can't implement your own imprint on something that is already constructed and like they've exhausted everything. The Rockets went all in on that philosophy. Yeah. How can Steven Silas come in and in good faith instill his own version of whatever he wants to run? You can't do it. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, kind of Doc Rivers was going to be in that same predicament as well. But if it wasn't for Daryl Morey coming in and saving the day and flipping out Horford and grabbing Seth Curry, he'd be in the same predicament. He'd be trying to But make even without Morey, though, but even without Morey in Philly, that roster, you can put your philosophy and your imprint on that roster prior to y'all making all the moves. You can't come in and say, yo, I want to run this, this, and this, because you're going to look at your lineup and be like, damn, I don't got no true center. I don't really, I'm about to run what? One, four pick and rolls, and my four man is the same size as my one? I mean, that is advantage in so many aspects of the game outside of just my offensive philosophy. We got to figure out how we're going to defend people at a low level from, 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 from the foul line down, how are we defending? How are we defending the bigs? How are we defending the dribble drives? How are we defending all this? Because we don't have a normalized roster. It's only going to work for Mike D'Antoni. The Rockets are going to look really weird this year. Really, really weird. You know, it's almost as weird as seeing Russell, Russell Westbrook in number four in Washington. Your guy. Not my guy. <laughs> Put a stare in you, though. He did though. Yeah, and you know, you know what? Everybody knows I'm infamous for ripping you Russell. Know, Russell Westbrook hater, and I feel it. Keep going. <laughs> no, nah, but he he no. Nah, to be honest, last night he played well. He played efficiently. One, which is the main thing. And and my double, biggest baby. my biggest gripe with him is efficiency. And he shot well from the mid-range. He didn't take a, an abundance of threes, which I've been clamoring for him to do. Like, if I get – if Russell Westbrook plays the way he played last night, night in, and night out, I will have zero to say about him because that's all I'm asking for. <laughs> you, 
is for you to play efficiently, shoot shots that are for you, and not five threes a game, which is not you. And ball, bro, that's it. That's all I'm asking. But yes. Did you like, did you he, like what you saw from your guys, though? <sighs> Ew, yo, look at your I mean, face. I mean, yeah, man. I was trying to tell you about that guy, Tyrese Maxey. He was hooping last you night. Whoa, whoa, My guy, Shake, was over here balling, being bull. I almost called Shake. I, I said Shake was going to go for plus 20. Uh, was gonna have over twenty points in in his first game, and he had I think he had nineteen or something like that. So I was close there, but and B taking over in the fourth was beautiful to see. We've been waiting for it. We've been clamoring for it. Ben Simmons in solid situations. The ball's been out of his hand a little bit in Shake's hand. I like it. I love it. Can't wait to see more. What you're not going to do is just lie to the public and talk about. <laughs> I was trying to tell you about Tyree Maxey because I might I might have to post a screenshot of something when you was like, "Yo, like, oh, Maxey can't shoot. I don't know about the pick. I just don't know." I, I just said know. I didn't know. I did say that. I did say that. That's fair. What I, I did. I did say that I didn't know. And what I, I didn't say you. he wasn't going to be bull. I just said I didn't know. I'm I'm disgusted with you. But he's a, he's crazy, yo. That reverse, that backdoor cut. You're you're ridiculous. I just want to let you know that. All right, you're ridiculous. With the reverse, no. Look like me. You're, you're, you're ridiculous. The only the only reverse I was really feeling was the like step back in time we had when we got to see KD come out because I've been waiting to watch that bull play for a long time because the game misses him, man. The game Tarantula. He's back, and it looks like I'm not going to jump the gun and be like, oh, KD's back. He's his old self because, you know, he's not ever going to be his old self. He's going to be a different version of his old self. But he's going to come pretty damn close, man. You got to stop. He's going to he's gonna be himself. He's had over almost over a year to recover. Damn I mean, man, almost over two years <laughs> to recover, to be honest. But I, I just think, don't want to put it out in the in the atmosphere on some like yo KD back you know I mean he start getting little fugazi injuries and shit. I'm gonna feel bad. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna with a grain of salt. But between me and you, <laughs> listen here, He's that boy back. is back, and I think <laughs> I think that they them playing the opening night and us not getting to getting to see any of the other like big name Eastern Conference teams. I'm looking at them and it's like, oh, James Harden's going to end up in Philly or something like that because the Nets don't need to go get James Harden at all. Too much depth, too much talent. They can go 9, 10 deep, 11 deep if they really wanted to and, like, they're not losing much. Punch Bro, they, have, they, have a, they have a starting lineup as their second unit. Like Karis LeVert is a starter on every single for uh five in, in the NBA, other than the Nets, obviously, because they have a starting lineup. But Kevin Durant speaks highly of this kid. I mean, he's known to be baby baby K dirty. So I mean that's what they call him. Oh nah, he's tough though. He's tough. I like I like 
I like what I saw from the Nets. I was very interested to see because what about your guy Kyrie? I like what I saw from him. Burning sage and shit. Yeah, let me get get those spirits away from me everywhere. <laughs> Burn the sage down. We know you down with the sage because we know I'm how you here for it. We know I'm how you finna, I'm gonna sage my 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 entrance way <laughs> come the new year for sure. <laughs> new year, new energy. I need the whole thing. Cause look, it's a lot of bad juju up there in Boston anyway. From a racial standpoint, from from just this, you know, the whole vibe between athletes, black athletes in the city of Boston. So if I'm Kyrie, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm feeling like I'm that type of guy now. My third eye is very, very open. I'm saging everything, dog. I don't need none of that around me. You know, it's nice to see that. Good vibrations, good energies. And the craziest thing is the chemistry between him and KD look pretty fucking effortless. I mean, what were they doing all summer, bro? Like, I mean, you know what I think they were doing, but everyone else like, yo, I don't know if they like each other or the, or the comments are saying. And how would they? My thing was, I never understood. I never understood that. I never understood how could they not like each other. Like it's now it's crazy because people think that. And then then last week, a few weeks ago, when they're on live together and they're talking hoops, now everybody's like, oh yeah, like they cool as shit. Like, no shit. You don't try and team up with a guy and yeah, I mean, I just kind of fuck with him, but you know, we better just try this out in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's like those conversations that they have, that's something that people don't get, that, that they don't get to see, that they're not privy to see. Like, if you work somewhere and you're established in your, in your, in your work environment, the conversations that you have with the people that you work with yeah. are going to be completely different in detail than the regular conversations that you have with other people. Yeah, that's fact. It just so happened that those two had a conversation, they dropped it on a public forum about something that they can do at a higher level than the other 95% of the country. But everybody knows where they work. <laughs> everybody can see what they do for their job. So they think they know exactly as much as those motherfuckers who are playing it. So when we seen Kyrie and KD talking, yo, bro, you're not getting all these post-ups. I need the post-ups. I need about eight or nine a game. Da, 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 da. You're not you getting know? that. That's different type of talk right there. You mean that's different? Like that's that's what I think people aren't grasping with them too, because those two people are having conversations that only they understand. It's like hearing two quarterbacks talk about plays. Hear a quarterback and a, a top quarterback and a top safety talk about what they would do about the same play. That conversation is going to go over most people's head because the terminology is different. The, the outlook is different. The thought process is different because they're the ones playing. <laughs> All you're hearing is what they think they're going to do. When in reality, yeah, eight, nine positions sounds like a lot of post-ups for a small Kyrie, but how many positions is it in the game for the advanced stats people in the world? Because everybody loves the advanced stats. That's your shit, though. You love them. You were just telling me them. In our meeting, what are you talking about? I don't respect advanced. You stats. love Never that shit. Before. That shit nah. wakes you up in the morning. Nah, nah, nah. It gives you a jolt shit. of energy every time your feet touch the ground. You love that nah. shit. 
You eat it up. (laughs) Big spoon shit. I don't like. (laughs) I don't like any of that. I don't. I don't fuck with any of that. And it's just like you gotta let them dudes do them, bro. But you know damn well he don't. He he don't deserve no fucking eight or nine post ups. In a fucking who's guarding me? I'm Kyrie Irving. I got no, you heard what you heard what the fuck Katie said. You heard what the fuck Katie said. Yeah, we'll see, which means nigga, fuck out of here. We on live. I'm not about to tell you. Yeah, we know about. that because you know who's saying that? The score lord himself. <laughs> hey, bro, <laughs> I'm getting the post up. I'm the seven foot shooter. I'm the creative player. You can't even create KD in 2K. It's not allowed. Uh-huh. So that guy, he needs to post up. All he's of he's damn near a superhero. He's a super. He got superpowers. I'm actually. Did you get your superpowers? <laughs> no. Yes. Come on now, of course I, I got mine. mine. You said you yeah. didn't get yours. Nah. Damn. We hate to see it, but I'm always. Super. Does that mean like? Does that mean I'm like a, a, a mixed breed site now? Could you imagine in real life? Like, I just feel like that's the craziest thing that's happened in a while on social media. That shit like, was fun. Like, that was fun. That, bruh. And like, when the initial tweets came about and everybody was like, yo, what is this fake woke person talking about? Facts. You know what I mean? It, it morphed into like a funny little tweet that caught a little bit of traction did a double back caught a little bit more traction right. and next thing you know everybody on the fucking planet is waiting for december 21st to roll around to get these tweets off no we're full damn well we ain't getting superpowers because that's ridiculous and it's just, the soul. it's just the winter solstice it's not the the, the negro soul solstice you know it's not that but if you could have got a free superpower what would you have won to be, I want to have. I probably have. Uh, Let me give you three. Let me get three super because I know you. I know you want to be a, doing a lot of wild shit. So, <laughs> I probably do invisibility because ain't nothing like. I like being a fly on the wall. There's nothing like being a fly on the wall. Um, being able to transport. That shit is fire. I don't really like the I don't like the time that it takes to get places or do things. I think that's why I'm such a homebody. Cause it's like I'd be like, yo, I'd love to do that. But then it's like, damn, I gotta do this, this, and this. And then we take 14 long. minutes to drive there and then another 15 to do this. Next thing you know, I'm out here for two hours. Do it is really worth that fun? No. Exactly. Like exactly. Transmission would be tough. For sure. And then, and then hmm. Oh yeah, fly, of course. Hmm. He was over here imagining me with fucking butterfly wings earlier, and so I mean, fuck it, right? I was I was watching a um, I was watching a Brick and Morty episode. At, at, alternate alternate universe type of thing. You don't even Brick or Morty. <laughs> I've been Rick since Morty was Ricky. <laughs> and I've been Rick, uh, I've been Rick since Pickle was a Rick. So stop fucking. <laughs> But I mean, if I could have some superpowers, I probably definitely want to be invisible just to see how people be talking when I'm not around. Real shit, because you know there's a lot of shisty ass motherfuckers out here. A lot of hey, I love you. How you doing? And behind your back, it's like, man, that motherfucker man right there is crazy. I, I mean, I don't need that. I I, I would want to know. I would want to know. Um, I don't know what else I would want to do because like I feel like flying 
is an obvious thing. So I'm gonna take flying instead of transporting because I will at least be able to. You I know, feel like we're not even using the on. correct terminology for like. I don't think it's transportation when you uh, what's that what's who what superhero has that ability to just what was that moving well, that huh well the closest thing I could think of off the top of my head would be like Dragon Ball Z like instant transmission you yeah pop up one place move it another place um I don't know what else I would want to do because there's so many options to choose from I might want to be able to like walk through walls or something. Fuck you want to walk through a wall for it? Just I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't need that because I can fly. You know I mean? That too. I mean, and I'm already invisible. So that would mean I should probably be able to walk through walls if I'm invisible, right? The density in my body, all that's going. I would, I would, I would assume. Mm. Valid point there. Mm. It's a layered thing because everybody, like, oh yeah, I would love a superpower. I would want to do this, this, and this, and it's like, damn, you get the option. This. It's pretty tough. Like, let me be Mr. Incredible type shit. Or let me be Jack-Jack. Have a whole bunch of motherfucking Johns. That's like metamorphosis That's not shit like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. No, it's not, yo. It's not even the same thing. Say, nah, we might, it might be. We gotta, we would have we to. Gotta, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, we would have to check that joint out because that would be funny. But I don't know what my third superpower would be. Do you have any off the top of your head that you would have picked that you didn't? Uh, telekinesis, being able to read people's minds and shit. Yeah, I was thinking about that, but I feel like it would drive me crazy until I got control of it and be able to like read individual minds. Because I don't need to be out KOP mall and I hear everybody's thoughts and shit every time I'm out. Like That would freak me out. But that would probably be my third if I could have one. I mean, that'd be so far because it's like, then you would know all the racist white friends that you have. It'd be so easy. That's the thing. That, yes. Third one for sure. Probably. That's <laughs> let's push that thing up to two because uh, <laughs> actually, let's make that one because <laughs> if I can read your mind and you don't know. Next thing I'm going to do is go invisible pop into where you're actually doing it turn invisible fuck you up and fly out yeah <laughs> motherfucker, just like made a, motherfucker just made a whole cartoon in a matter of minutes clip that shit <laughs> that's all you know clip it give it to me it could be a gift that's all oh my god all right so we've had our fun with these goddamn superpowers so we it's Christmas is coming up. It's Christmas Eve today uh, when we're recording this. Uh, Christmas is tomorrow. Everybody's in the holiday spirit. It's been a weird time trying to buy Christmas gifts. Um, this is a weird time for me, dude. I don't. So I have a very peculiar and different background, especially in terms of religion. My mom was a Jehovah's Witness. My oh, you've been knocking on doors. Hold on, yeah, bro. It's such a bad I, hate, I hated that. I really hated it. I, I used knock, to knock. That. who's there, but then my, my dad was is a is a Jew, and then my stepdad is Baptist. So it's like I've seen a lot of I've seen the religion scope from a lot of different views, but I never was ever big into the gift giving. Even my dad and Hanukkah, I never really gave gifts or 
anything like that or got gifts like that. Um, Christmas time, I never really got gifts like that. It's only been like the past few years where I've been receiving gifts and stuff like that. But I know you have your own viewpoint on gift giving as a whole. What is it like? Is it a is it a requirement for the holidays to give a gift? Me personally, I think we're strong armed into it. I do get it. I feel like it's necessary. And in some cases, I feel like, you know, you should give gifts, but like, is it a, is a requirement, especially also in relationships? Like, are you required to give your significant other a gift? Like, is that a thing? See, it's a thing in like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't mind giving gifts on its face, but when I step back and think about the whole concept of the whole thing, and it's just like, what's, why? Why am I required or why is it looked at as if like, all right, once Thanksgiving ends, you gotta give stuff to people. Like why? No one really knows why. And it's like, uh, like you know, if, if I'm in a relationship, you have to get a gift because it's supposed to, you know, represent a, you know, like a token of your appreciation for, for your significant other and how much you and you've enjoyed being with them and things of that nature. And it's like, like, it's a good gesture, but like us being like grandfathered into being forced and brainwashed into doing this for just this time of the year. It's kind of weird to me because it's like, it ain't like, Oh, it's, April 3rd, let's give some gifts out to people. Like, why Why do we only do it once? That's a problem to me because now it's, because now it creates this thing like, oh, well, on social media, every day is Christmas with me and my man or every day is Christmas for me and my bitch. And it's like, okay, good for y'all. Like, that's what y'all do. Not everybody likes gifts. Not everybody wants to give gifts. And some people don't give a fuck about them. So there ain't no need for me to like just like I don't I don't judge people who be who who want to type time like bro I don't fuck with gift giving because I understand that completely. See, I think that's the main key though. Like what you said was that I think it determines on the relationship. Like that's where you have to communicate. Depends to, on the people, man. Like you have to communicate that and like. That's where both parties have to under try and understand where some people are coming from from that in that facet. Like, if I don't feel like giving you a gift, or if I don't feel inclined to give you a gift, that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't love you. That just means that's not a way that I show my love type shit. So it's like, yeah, because like, what if I give you a gift that you don't like, and it's like, like, what if I gave you something that you fucking hate? Like, you hate that type of shit. I get it to you. I give it for you, not not even knowing that you don't like it, but you don't like it. So now it's like, what does does that mean? I like you less because I gave you a bad gift. But does the thought make it make it better? Some I people tried? do. So so I I think some people view it as it's the thought that counts no matter what, and they'll be okay with it. But then some people also will take it as which is valid as well. Is well, if you can't find a good gift for me, then like, are, do you really know me? Like, are you like, are do you, you like, know me? Do you are know you what like, I think? Like, do you know are you what think? I No, but that's valid. That's a valid statement. No, that's very valid. And it brings it back to your earlier point that those type of conversations should be had early 
in a relationship with someone who you might end up being with for an extended period of time. All right. Because what happens if you roll around and it's a holiday and like you don't know what's going like what that person feels for those type like do those conversations don't pop up that often. As much as social media says that it does, because <laughs> social media is a, is a king of looks. I ask all my people things like, what's your religion and your background and how you were raised? And like, those things are intrusive to people that's as people, well. So it's like- That's because people don't really want to communicate. And it's hard, man. It's difficult sometimes. You get caught up in other shit. And there's a lot of things that you have to talk about, but that's why it's important not to rush, rush your relationship and rush things. Like, you should just let it naturally grow and maturate. Like- you shouldn't like the fact that there, there being a timetable and we're going to have a conversation next week. We're going to have somebody on the show to talk about like a timetable of, uh, of doing relationships and stuff like that and things. Which by the way, is a very <laughs> extremely smart thing that I almost accomplished. Wasn't a full set. We ain't going to give out the, the, the things, but it wasn't a full thing, but it was close. So was my, to be honest, so was mine. I talked to my, bro, I talked to my girl about it and I was like, I mean, I was almost there for real, for real, for real, for real. So it's like, I, I've been there. But anywho, like, yeah, those we're going to bring that, we gonna bring that here. No, for sure. But it's like, we had, like, that has to be more so of a conversation. People need to be more aware and not try to force things because it's not like timetables aren't necessarily the way to go. Like, sometimes things take longer than others. Like, you're not about to, you're not going to cook a burger the same amount of time that you cook a piece of fish there's two different pieces of meats <laughs> like right <laughs> fact. And like like i don't mind gift giving like if it was up to me like i like in a perfect world i would, I would go get a bunch of dope ass gifts and like just be like that but you know it depends on the person it depends on the people and it depends on the relationship you say it depends I, if i fuck with you enough that too, that too, because it's like, yo, like, give me, I fuck with you, but I ain't finna just be investing X amount of dollars in you. And he said, usually I don't do this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna set off and nah, but I mean, look, gifts, not gifts. I haven't not given a gift on a holiday when I've had to give gifts, but that's only when I've been, you know, involved with people. But you know, single people don't give gifts to nobody. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I mean, no, nah, that's that's a lucrative year for you. Even if like even a female, I don't even know, man. Like female, like there's only been one female I given a gift to, and she know who she is. And I don't really be giving gifts up. Like I, even dating just females, it's like, all right, we dating, but like I don't even really do the gifts. Like I don't even really it's like, do I even really like you like that to be doing some gift giving stuff? But I mean Yeah, see, there's there's so many levels to the gifts. Like if you're with someone for a while. And that's just a part of just your daily thing. Like Christmas ain't the only time that you're giving gifts for somebody if you're in a long-term relationship. But you know, those early less than a year joins, like oh, you yeah. might you're be not... better served. You <clears throat> might be better served not even doing it. You may get a card, maybe. A card, something you, you small, may get a text, goddammit. <laughs> a small, thoughtful, you know, show of my appreciation you would probably get on a on a on a newly formed relationship. Because mm. you can't tell what's going on. It's always going to be to be determined with that. Always. <laughs> Every yeah, time it. of the day. Hey, was it yay segment time, bro? I, I, I guess it is, man. Fuck it.
I guess it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, but do you have something you had to get off your chest? I mean, no. I mean, no. I heard you had something to get off your chest. This it's is just like, what's going on, brother? It's like I've I've been sitting back, you know, watching this whole hard thing fold, unfold, and it brought me back to just this thought about like the entitlement that people have when it comes to like sports and their teams and their favorite players and just players that they might not necessarily like because their team lost to them on some random day that they can just regurgitate to you on command as a, as a means to, you know, uphold an argument. You know, the entitlement of fans really rubs me the wrong way when it comes to like, oh, like, why is this guy holding out? Like, you already have made X amount of dollars. You're a millionaire. Fuck it, go out and play. You need to do this for me. For who? <laughs> Bishimo? <laughs> who are you? I'm it, like, literally, like, who are you to tell me the product that you are watching how I should and shouldn't act based off of what you think I should be doing and what your version of a quote-unquote professional athlete should do? I'm not really here for that, man. Like, if, if, if I'm a football player and I feel as though I'm not getting paid justly and my contract is up, and I'm a person who can dictate the market, like I'm a DeAndre Hopkins or somebody like that. You can't tell me how I how I should operate to get my money. <laughs> it's my money, and I need it expeditiously. Okay. And if it comes to me having to sit down and say, "Yo, y'all not gonna have my talents on the floor or on the court until I get paid," then so be it. But you got the fans over here. You got people in the media holding grudges against people because they are also fans, although they're supposed to be unbiased. You know, <laughs> they still have their picks. We see why it, t- it, it took to you know, how long to get in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Baseball writers still to this day hold things against Barry Bonds because they feel a sense of entitlement. The people in the media who have those those small powers that get to dictate certain people's, you know, all NBA teams, for example, that can cost people a lot of money. A lot of money. And it could be one of those local reporters that we saw, for example, in Arizona with DeAndre Hopkins. Local reporter, whoever that guy might be, he might not like DeAndre Hopkins and he might end up having a vote that dictates if he makes an all-pro team or something like that. Which could in turn change his contract value and how much money he makes in any given year. So that fan entitlement is a slippery slope because at the end of the day, you can't tell these millionaires what to do with their lives because you you have never experienced anything close to what those people have done. I think that's the thing. I I think that's the thing, though. I think the biggest issue is that, one, fans and fans who are also reporters, they fall victim in trying to ascend the um, the bureaucratic ladder and um, the corporate ladder, per se, I should say. Um, And they don't really focus on really trying to understand what their job is and how much power they actually do have and how they should be using that power. Just like we 
just like we just like we condemn politicians for having power and not using it correctly and not listening to the American people um, in our own like in America, we should be doing the same thing with these reporters. These reporters are not being candid and, and not trying to understand and truly figure out where some of these athletes are coming from. And that's why we have the reporting that we have where it's so hellacious and headline driven and they're just worried about clickbait. But I also get their point of view because it's like, if they don't get it, you know, that's their bread on the line as well. That's how they make their money. So I get that, I get that to a certain extent, but at the same time, if you curate solid relationships within the league, you're going to get the information and then some regardless. Because if a player fucks with you, respects you, Stephen A. Smith, guys of those, uh, guys of those stature, you're gonna get the inside shams. You're gonna get the insides regardless. Like you're so so you just doing your due diligence and being a solid person and be and treating these players like they are regular people because they are. <laughs> it goes I, a long way. It goes a tremendously long way. But I just can't stand the entitlement factor of like, I've been a fan of this team for X amount of years, so they should do this because it's this way. It's always how it's supposed to be done. And it's like, look, man, if Odell or somebody want to hold out for their bread, they have every right to do so. Period. You can't tell them how to do what they want to do with their money and their life and their off time. If James Harden want to go to strip clubs all day, so be it. He understands the ramifications. He's a grown man. But at the end of the day. Does he understand the ramifications? Because a guy who I, mean, I hope so. I a, guy hope who, so. a guy who understands the ramifications of his actions isn't going on Instagram saying, it's always something, man. Like, I was just trying to support my homegirl. Like, bro, like, I get all that. Like, that's cool, but. You like you're not like, supposed to say something now, though. He it's, not the, it's not the fact of him not 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 having to say something. It's the fact of bro, like you clamoring for some type of sympathy when you like you knew what you was doing. Like you like this is what comes like players who are trying to force their way out. We saw it with Jimmy Butler. Now everything's all happy, happy and daisy because he made it, made it to the finals and he's in Miami and it's cool now and they fuck with him. But his whole time in Minnesota and Philly, bad teammate, man. Like something wrong with him. Uh, he's a he's a cancer to the team. Like this is the shit that comes with you trying to force your way out because you're going against the grain. And when you go against the grain, you have all eyes on you. Tupac shit. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. I just find it funny that you think, not funny, I say interesting, that you view his post as a cry for sympathy as opposed to a subtle effort of setting the record straight. I mean, he now, was... Now, when we take a step back, this whole situation is fucking ridiculous anyway because who sure. the fuck really... Like, I'm not about to be sitting here <laughs> trying to guess what happened in his event and wherever he was at. All we can go off is that small video that we saw and it looked bad. No yeah. mess, bunch of people ass everywhere shit like that all right but when we see these athletes go on social media and do their posts and stuff there's no tone in that it's just words on a screen based off of a time of which it's sent so like i can see why you think that that's sympathy 
I could look at him like, oh, this looks like he's, you know, shining a little bit of light on the situation. I think now, it's that probably, too. It probably, it probably is a mix of both. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because he's probably tired of seeing his name every single day. Exactly. But like you said, hey, bro, <laughs> you went out. Eyes is nowhere else but on you. <laughs> All of them. Every <laughs> single one. <laughs> so from here on out, I mean, beard life, he's going to have to sit and just chill. Literally. You can force your way out a different way. But I don't think he's going to be one of those repeat guys who's out here just trying to burst the bubble. Because if he think... did, then he's off the rails. That's I don't think different. so either. I just think I don't he... got him down for doing that because – He's also a guy who doesn't miss games. True, because right. he don't believe in it. Every he, game. He was one of those guys who was on the forefront talking about, yeah, I'm not about to sit out no game. Well, low manage my nigga. I did buckets. <laughs> Lots of them. In between Vegas trips and, and honey bun binges and shit. Yeah, he need to cut yeah. down on the honey bun binges, though. You got to chill out. He got to cool it now. Honey bun never hurt nobody? Cool it now. You got to slow it down. Slow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I lose it, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But look, man. All I'm going to say about I, my last, my part, my part in thing for for Harden in this whole situation is just like, just let it unfold. You don't gotta fans don't gotta paint him into some some light that he's only become in the last five weeks. And I'm not here for it. Simply put. <laughs> You're not lying. I mean, it's got there's a there's there's a bevy of reasons of why people feel entitled to speak on James Harden the way that they do. But we'll probably the same people like it's my taxpayer money and I want to do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's to be determined, just like those fucking stimulus packages we supposed to get six hundred dollars. He said six hundred dollars. Who do you think you kidnapped? <laughs> wasn't even Chelsea Clinton. I'll tell you that. It wasn't Kelsey or Chelsea. <laughs> it neither, because she worth more than that combined for both of us. But hey, I mean that'll be to be determined. It's a holiday season, man. We're gonna see what happens with these Christmas games. Hopefully, something. Are, are, are you are you upset that your guys aren't there? I think it's corny as shit. There's something you want to get off your chest. I'm just saying we're clearly the best team in the league right now, and it's just like I'm sorry, yo. It's like the Shimo. It's too big to determine, I guess. See, that's the entitlement, man. I gotta get out of here. Ha. Yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Woo woo woo, bitch. Woo <laughs> woo. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. One more.